0: consider, if you will, outside your door lies a world full of strange possibilities and things that make us question our entire reality. To find answers, sometimes you must go off the path of normal.
1: Welcome to Off the Path of Normal, everyone. This is our first show I'm your host, Kimberly, and I'm joined in studio by my co-host, Andy. Hello. And uh, we're pretty excited about starting this show that we've talked about forever, all paranormal and everything of the like. That's a big umbrella. It is. Yeah. So today we've got a few things lined up for you, and uh, we have the founder of the Peterborough Paranormal with us today. Due to COVID, Remotely, of course, Mandy Rose. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good, excited. It's exciting
2: times. It's exciting times <laughs> with everything that's going on. Definitely strange days. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm in an episode of Stranger Things.
3: Which, hopefully, there's another season coming.
2: Oh, um, I heard that there's supposed to be, so I'm excited for that, too. Hopper has to come back. He's in Russia. He's in Russia. Oh, yeah. He was the other guy in the cell. Don't kill the American. It was him. It was him. It better be him. Yeah,
3: he's alive. Also joining us in studio today is resident skeptic and friend of the show, Wes. Hey, guys. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be here. So today we are looking into the topic of the Peterborough Lift Lock. Rising some 20 meters off the ground, the Lift Lock, for most of its life, was the largest hydraulic boat lift in the world. And it's rated in the top five most haunted places in Canada.
1: I didn't know that. I Like, I knew it was had its stories, but I didn't know it was the top five in Canada. You know,
2: oh, I was going to say that I didn't know that either. <laughs> I knew it was the one of the tallest, but here, okay, hey, I just learned something today. I'm
3: glad. So, for its history, Lock 21 of the Trent Severn Waterway, or the Peterborough Lift Lock as it's more commonly known, It is now 117 years old and draws tourists from Canada and even as far away as Europe. Liftlock itself was designed by Richard Rogers, who was the superintendent of the Trent Canal, and construction began in 1896. Construction was fast-tracked, due in part to the federal election that was taking place at the time, and they wanted to drum up support of locals. So without plans, without anything laid well ready to go, they just approved it and plowed ahead with it. Eventually, construction of the gravity-operated lock wrapped up in 1904, and it officially opened to the public on July 9th of that year. And while very little in the structure has changed, you have to go farther back to find its paranormal roots. Legend states that before the lift lock was built in Ontario, a local woman was burned there for being a witch in the 1840s. It's said that she had changed professions to a field of work that the locals didn't quite understand, or possibly just mistook for witchcraft, and shortly thereafter, they decided to brand her as a witch and burn her at the stake. That's crazy. She was burned, apparently, on Peterborough's biggest hill, known as Armor Hill, and that's just a few thousand feet away from where the lift lock stands now.
1: So is that the lookout? Is that the same hill? I believe so. Because I've been up there a million times, that's crazy to think that happened there. Mm -hmm.
2: it's on the hill where the the museum is so somewhere in there apparently is where it was supposed to have taken Um, if I could add my little thoughts (laughs) on this whole story I think the whole thing is hogwash I don't believe that there was a woman burned up there as a witch and here's why because this area Peterborough people weren't settling here until early 1800s. By then, witch trials were a thing of the past. Now, with legends, they always say there's a pinch of truth in a legend. There may have been a prostitute or that type in Peterborough that may have had high class um, clients. Maybe she tried to, um, you know, threaten to tell the wife, whatever. She may, if this happened, she probably got run out of town. I don't believe that they would have said, okay, we're going to accuse you of being a witch and we're going to burn you on the top of Armory Hill. Where this legend came from, I have no idea. But I did hear it from a local historian probably about 15 years ago. Prior to that, nobody had ever heard the legend. But then a few years ago, early 2000s, a film crew came to Peterborough to film an episode which was supposed to be about the lift lock. Somebody obviously let the producers in on this legend of the witch burning, and the episode basically became more about that. It was a terrible episode. The so-called witnesses, you could tell, were actors because they weren't great actors. And after that, everybody had a, has had a run in with the witch. Prior to that episode, nobody had ever heard of it. I think it's a legend. I don't believe that there's the ghost of a witch up there. Fair enough. Just my ghost hunter thoughts. So it's a case
3: of uh, art becoming life or life trying to imitate art, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's your local legend. It's fun to tell around a campfire. It's, you know, it's spooky. Ooh, there might be, you know, but I don't believe it happened. I don't believe it happened. I'm sorry, but yeah, like I said, there may have been a woman in town that had some high-class clients, but yeah, the rest of it, I think, is just legend and folklore. A way to tarnish her reputation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, poor girl.
3: Though there are three main spirits frequently encountered, over the years there have been different encounters and theories. One story says that a man working on the original construction... Lost his balance and toppled into the shell of the lock's central pillar, falling to his death, finding it difficult to extract his body. His fellow workers apparently continued to fill the pillar with cement and casing him in the lock forever. Now, I don't think there's any historical fact check on this one. this might fall under like the uh legend category
1: it might, but i th- I've heard this one before myself, mm-hmm. and that it's he's funny. in there, yeah, yeah mm-hmm.
3: uh funny yeah. that uh the movie Monster House uses much the same principle.
1: Yes. Yeah.
4: Mythbusters covered that. Did they? They did with a uh with a fully uh grown pig. They actually encased a pig in concrete and I think I don't remember I'd have to go back and find the episode, but they did it with a pig and um after the prescribed time that they had chosen to leave the the body in there, they exhumed the body and there was nothing left. The uh, between the lime and the acidity or whatever the makeup of the, the concrete had actually dissolved the pig, even including the bones. Holy
0: crap! Yeah,
4: really? Yeah, so I mean, uh, I don't know how many yard cubic yards of concrete are in there, but I mean, you have to presumably, you know, depending on the, the, the composition of the older concrete, would it do the same thing to a human body? And would there be a cavity there that you could? I was could, just
1: gonna say, there should be a cavity, yeah,
4: and does that. Does that affect the structural integrity of the whole thing? I don't know. Maybe, yeah.
2: I actually looked that up, how much concrete was used, and I wrote it down somewhere. So the whole entire structure has over 26,000 cubic yards of cement. That's a lot. Yeah. Especially, yeah. yeah. So now, how much would go into one of the towers... Now, that's the whole thing. But, yeah. Poor guy. Rest in peace, sir.
3: For sure. Later on in construction, when the boat bays were being painted, apparently unstable scaffolding tipped and three workers fell over the edge, killing one who died really close to that same middle pillar. Mm
1: -hmm. And apparently there
3: is a historical fact check on this one
2: one guy did.
1: Really, eh? Yeah.
2: Meet his end that way. That's sad. It but is. you know, th- yeah. I mm. guess it happens in every building really. But yeah. You know, but rest back... in peace to all you kind sirs. Back
3: then safety regulations wouldn't be a thing yet. So Yeah,
2: well, we, yeah you... I don't <laughs> I don't WSIB existed then either.
4: We've all seen those historical photographs of the workers eating their lunch on the I beam, you know, high above New York yeah. City. Not tied off yeah. nothing. Yeah.
1: So you can kind of see like if one fell in and they can't get him out, just okay. Keep cover them up. Yeah. Just cover you know what him up. I mean, like Keep that, working. Yeah. You kind of see that happening.
3: Over the years, many people have claimed to see a ghostly pair of beings throughout the lift lock, and these two have been linked to a couple who committed suicide together because of some tragic love story.
0: Hmm.
3: So. Another local legend states that there is a second ghost who is not the witch, who may or may not have ever existed. Um <laughs> But actually, he was one that committed suicide five days after his mother had jumped to her death from the top. Oh, and he man. went in the same spot.
1: That's horrible.
2: Wow. So, wow.
3: Tragedy yeah. uh, hanging around the place. Yeah. So
1: he is supposed to linger or him and his mother?
2: Uh, no mention of his mother, but he is supposed he to linger. But he
1: lingers. Interesting.
2: Yeah. You know what? I think I know or I've heard this story. Now, I don't know if they're connected or not, but I think in the tunnel... People have said to see a man and a woman standing side by side. I don't know if that was the mother and the son. It could very well be. Like, I'm getting my, like, it's it's all confused because it's been a while. But, yeah, there is something about a, two people being seen in the tunnel. And something tells me it might have been the mother and the son. But who knows?
3: For sure. Another time after a canal worker had died, uh, apparently lock operators continued to find his rubber boots. In the locked elevator for days after his death, without any idea how they had reappeared after being removed multiple times.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, prankster ghost, maybe.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. That would be a shock.
2: <laughs> you, yeah, that would be that would be a shock even for me. It's like, oh, hello. It'd
3: be interesting to see if there was any uh, closed circuit camera footage if they just materialized or walked themselves back in
1: mm. a lot of ghosts do, you know, they relive True. half the time. They don't even know. Well, I assume they don't even know what they're doing, but they really live the same moments over and over. Could mm. be what he's doing. Just another day in the job. For sure.
3: <laughs> and there's always that theory about, uh, ghosts, moving objects. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like
3: anytime something goes missing in your house and it shows up, you know, a few days later, wherever you didn't put it.
1: That's right.
2: Mm hmm. That's apparently a very common occurrence that I hear a lot in this line of work. I put my keys down, went to go get something else, and turned back, and the keys were gone. It's very frustrating.
3: No doubt. So, according to a few people now, uh, there are usually three main spirits that inhabit the place. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bumpy, who is supposed to be an ex-employee. Uh, Billy, who could be linked to one of the workers that died during construction, and Arthur, known more so as Art, the spirit of a lift lock worker who died of a heart attack at the site and
2: just does not want to leave.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Art,
2: he's the more popular guy. Now, I don't know if he, I think he kind of stays inside, though. Like, he doesn't really come out a lot. But the other guy, Billy, I think he hangs out by the lifts. Hmm and Bumpy, I don't know. I don't I've not heard of that guy. Fair enough. So
3: Mandy, was it an experience at the lock that started you down the path of founding uh, Peterborough
2: Paranormal? Um not not directly, but before Peterborough Paranormal, I was certainly hanging out there with my other friends who were interested in the paranormal. And um yeah, it was, you know, With a camera, I remember when digital cameras first came out, heading there two o'clock in the morning with a digital camera, hoping to catch something. And um, sometimes there were things that happened. Um, I remember actually right by the lifts, like there's a staircase that comes down by the lifts and a friend of mine and I were doing our thing and uh, taking pictures, looking for ghosts. And then she says, she just stops and says, do you hear that? And we saw, and there was like footsteps coming down the stairs towards us and there was nobody on the stairs. Of course, we're, I'm not as brave. I wasn't as brave then as I was. And we were gone. Other than that, like there's, well, I don't know. There's probably been like odd little things that happened, but yeah, it was certainly a place that I hung out at. We'll just say that before I got into the paranormal, I was lucky enough a few years ago to actually get inside And for a news segment for a local news station, the place was, I swear to God, alive with activity. It was a great night to go. It was for a Halloween segment, of course. Perfect time. But that was the first time I ever got in there. And it is creepy in there. Like, really creepy. But it's like the perfect, and it's a great place. Of course, if you're into the paranormal like I am.
3: I wouldn't mind visiting.
2: It's pretty cool.
1: It'd be interesting for sure. Yeah.
3: yeah. Now one yeah, It's really cool. One story I've heard is that inside they have seen footprints left behind that go into a wall. Mm. mm. Yeah, I could see that because there it is very drippy
2: in there. Oh, something could be tracking as it's uh passing through. Mhm. Probably art. Oh, and another thing that I heard too—that speaking of art, that the employees that work there have to say hello and goodbye to him. Like he likes to be acknowledged. Hmm. So when you come in for the day, hi Art, hello Art, and when you're leaving for the day, bye Art. I wonder if that's in the uh,
3: the recruitment package.
2: Yeah, maybe your, your
3: <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> Just to, say hello uh, to the ghosts. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't upset the spirits.
2: Yeah.
4: So as the uh, as the resident skeptic, because I I am the least phased by this stuff. I I don't do horror. I don't do. Super, yeah, you know, I don't do <laughs> I don't do supernatural. Is this you know a case of like playing on on you know a person's superstitions?
2: What's that like? The ghost in yeah. general? Uh, or mean, are you
4: talking about art? Well, kind of both, really, because in general, I mean, it's an easy subject. Like for me, like. I'm the, you know, I would say that I believe that there are things that happen in this world for a reason that we can't explain. And I am content to leave it at that. I don't need to go looking for it. (laughs) So I also know, having had my own experiences with some paranormal stuff, that uh, in the moment it can feel very real. But I often wonder if, like, people's reactions and, and, like you say, having to say hello and goodbye, is that fueled? Like, Andy, you made a joke. Is that part of the recruiting package? Maybe, but is it is it fueled by the superstitions that have already been established by people who do that because they're caught up in the hype of it?
1: There's a little bit of A and B in that. I, I think, think so. The ones who believe do it because they believe. They and do, the ones yeah. who don't say it just because it couldn't cuz it couldn't hurt right <laughs> just in case because exactly.
2: art is known to play tricks if you don't
1: say hi to him so That's fair. You know, I
2: may not believe him but I better do that it just fair. in case it's like the atheist that prays on his deathbed just in case
4: listen they, as <laughs> uh, from my own experience what's the what's the word there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know what that means but i like it
4: <laughs> it just says when it's one of those things uh when you're at war that everybody uh, you know suddenly becomes a, finds a higher power.
2: Mm, right. Okay, yes. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. And you know, um I'm going to get a little bit off topic here, but speaking of superstition, um I'm a big phantom of the opera fan. Okay. Yeah. Woohoo. Anyway, the Paris Opera House in Paris does not sell box 5. You cannot buy box 5 at Paris Opera House because of superstition. It's the phantom's box. Interesting. <laughs>
4: And I mean, yeah. but we've seen this in other things too, like buildings that don't have a 13th floor. Yes. There's no 13th floor in mm-hmm. buildings, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad things happen. But you know, it's also one of those things too. I think that if enough people believe in it, you know, like getting back to the Paris Opera, you sell box five for one night, everybody's going to think something bad's going to happen. Somebody stubs their toe. It's the phantom, even though it probably would have happened anyway, but. I know that's getting a little bit off topic, but anyway, when it comes to ghosts, like, I mean, it's one of those things like, you you believe in it or you don't. And for me, like you, Wes, I was very skeptical too. And there are some things I still am skeptical. And I do see people doing that. Like in my investigations, I've been to people's houses and I know that they just want me to tell them that their house is haunted because it's cool. Right. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm sorry. But people have actually gotten mad at me because I told them that I didn't. I'm not telling you that your house isn't haunted. I'm just telling you that when I was here, nothing happened.
4: I didn't find anything.
1: I didn't find anything.
4: Yeah, that's a fair assessment, though.
1: Like, that's the thing yeah. with ghosts, too. Like, do you have any abilities, Mandy? Or are you just an investigator that it's. Well,
2: I don't. I don't. I'm not a medium. I'm not a psychic, but I am what's known as an empath. So I can pick up on energy. Now, this doesn't just happen with ghosts. I can get energy off of people. I can tell if my friends are in a bad mood or in a good mood or something's wrong. Right. But that does also pan into the paranormal. So I can, it's really hard to explain. You have to be an empath, but you just.
1: No, I totally get it what you're saying. Like
2: there's, it's, you know, I'm picking up on energy. So all of a sudden there'll be a a shift in the energy or there's um, usually like my friend and I were just talking about this the other night that you get like a, a buzz feeling because like places that are known for being haunted, including the lift lock. Like sometimes I'll go by the lift lock and there's nothing. Other times I go by the lift lock and I'll, my term I will use as well, that place is buzzing tonight (laughs) because I can feel the energy coming off of it. And it's, it's like the ghosts are stirring and I myself, I uh, I work in home care, mm-hmm. and there's been some places I've gone into, and I can say that the place is buzzing. No, unfortunately, that would end up being a conflict of interest, and I can't do anything about it. But yes, I've been in some old places, and I know that there is something going on here. I like, that's the best I can describe it. It's just you got to know your energy, and I know my energy field because I've been doing this my whole life. Right. And it's just the energy just, it's like a buzzing. My friend talks about electricity on the back of his neck. That's how he gets it.
1: Right. No, that makes total sense. So where does your skepticism come in? What, if you've, like, I'm only asking because I'm super curious. Yeah. If you felt this, like, what made you kind of think that it wasn't real?
2: Well, before I, okay, so first of all, I've always been, had an interest in the paranormal. Yeah. But I also have a skeptical side. Right. So I always believed or I always wanted to believe that ghost existed. But if something happened or even now, if something happens, I'm the first one to say, no, it was just the light or it was wind coming through. That's and me. then I'll go and check that out. Right. Because there's that part of me that says, no, it wasn't a ghost. It wasn't a ghost. Right. Now, I've had stuff happen where I can't say. It was the window like I've been scratched. Right. I have been scratched. I didn't even feel the scratches when they happened until somebody pointed it out. Right. Well, that is not from an open window. I didn't scratch up against anything because I didn't even feel it happen. Mm-hmm. And they were deep enough scratches where it hurt, but gone in like three hours. Hey. Like completely gone. Wow. Yeah, it was... Thank God, the only time it's ever happened, but I I can't explain that. So
4: That's another thing we share then, besides our sense of skepticism, I too was touched by something many, many, many years ago. And uh, to this day, I still have no idea, but it sure did uh, rattle my cage that night. That's
2: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I know some people get freaked out by it and they don't want to have anything to do with it. And then you get people like me that are like, Okay, that freaked me out, but i gotta go back and figure out because that was really cool <laughs> I worked
4: in a <laughs> uh a, I worked in an independent an independent donut shop uh that at the time was twenty four hours and I was the part time baker so I did you know night shifts right
0: mm-hmm. and
4: I'm in there by myself because after what eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night they send all the counter staff home, and then the night baker is responsible for the front of the store until seven in the morning and I can remember working on the counter and uh I'm literally kneading dough and, uh, Mm. for lack of a better word, uh, somebody copped a feel, uh, Uh grabbed me a bum cheek. And, uh, I mean, it shot a chill from the middle of my back, right to the, you know, to the base of my, uh, head. And I mean, I'm looking around at like who just walked in the kitchen and, and brushed up against me. And of course there's nobody there. And this is like two o'clock in the morning. So I call the full time baker at two in the morning and wake him up out of bed. Like, man, you like, uh, you got to come over here.
0: <laughs> mm.
4: And he's like, I'm "Yeah, not, I'm not coming over." I'm like, "Well, listen, I this just happened." I said, "Does weird stuff like this ever happen to you?" And he's like, "Nope, it's never happened to me before." And I'm like, "Okay." So I mean, at the did time, did it
2: ever? Did it ever happen again? It never.
4: never no? happened again. No. And I mean, oh my god, that <clears throat> building. The building had actually been at least one other business and at one time there was a home attached to it and and uh, I tried to like without doing any formal research I talked to people who had lived there long enough that remembered the previous business and I asked around because it was a local family that owned it did anybody die in there like did anything weird happen in there? and nobody that I talked to had any recollection of anything weird or sinister or like tragic happening there so I have no idea how to explain what happened I just know what it felt.
1: Someone thought you were cute. Well thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe somebody just uh,
2: maybe somebody just passing through,
1: I, I guess.
4: I, I, I don't guess, know. Yeah. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with the lift locks. I'm totally sorry.
2: No, it's all good. Hey, listen. It's paranormal, all right? For sure. People love it.
1: Your butt got lifted.
0: <laughs> For free. Woohoo! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Unsolicited. <laughs> Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say?
1: You're listening to Off the Path of Normal.
3: So, Mandy, you recently visited the Lift Lock again and you got some evidence
2: captured i did so um a few days ago my friend and i went to the lift lock to do a ghost box session so for anybody who doesn't know what a ghost box is um if you ever watched some of these paranormal shows i think most of them usually use a ghost box so it um scans through um radio frequencies but it does it like really really quick so you're only getting like maybe a millisecond on a particular channel now you can slow it down i like to use it on the fast speed so the theory is that spirits ghost can manipulate that frequency to form words to form sentences so you have to remember that it's sweeping through these frequencies really really quickly and it's only landing on a certain station for a couple like Milliseconds. So if you get, hello, my name is Joe, you've basically swept over probably 20 stations. And there is no way that 20 stations are going to form those words in a sequence. So sometimes you get things, sometimes you don't get things. Fortunately for my friend and I, we did have some, I believe, a couple of people come and chat with us through the ghost box. Excellent. Actually I should mention like pretty much the moment that we turned that thing on they started talking.
1: Very cool.
3: Okay, here is the first one. Okay. Which is not the first one because I'm pretty sure it went in alphabetical order. That's right. Is your name Mike?
0: Nope. No. no. Okay. (laughs)
1: Let's take another listen to that.
0: Is your name Mike?
1: Yeah. Mhm. Pretty clear. Mhm. That
3: one was pretty cool. Okay, moving on to the next one.
0: How many how many how many spirits are there here? How many how how many of you are here? 1, one. What is your
2: name? No, that one was pretty instant. How many spirits are here? 1 And like right off the bat.
1: Mhm. Can you play that again? How how many of you are here?
2: Sometimes it takes like a few seconds before they'll answer you, but that one was pretty quick. Yeah. On the <laughs> yeah. Pretty instant.
3: Okay, and the next one up here.
0: Patrick. Patrick. Patrick Patrick. You wanna say
2: anything else? Okay, so we kept getting the name Patrick, but that's all he was saying. Patrick. Patrick. Like Nothing else, which is why I say, do you want to say anything else? But he never did. He just said Patrick. Huh. Let's take another listen.
1: Was Patrick the lover? Yeah,
2: who knows? But just all through the ghost box, every once in a while, you'd hear
1: Patrick.
3: If this was a fandom power, there is actually a perfect sound clip for that because my son repeatedly loves the scene from SpongeBob. Oh boy. Where oh. Patrick answers and he's like, Is this a crusty crab? And he's like, No, this is Patrick.
2: <laughs> no! This is Patrick! <laughs> <laughs> well, this was Patrick, and that's go. all he wanted to say was he just kind of come in, Patrick. Huh. Okay, just wanted us to know he was there, but had nothing else to to say, I guess. Fair enough.
3: This is the one listed as Chili.
2: Okay.
0: Are you Are you Arthur? Arthur? Is that you, Arthur? I heard hmm, it. That was his voice.
1: That was hard for me to hear that one.
2: Yeah, I was going to say I didn't hear that one very much. I don't there know if that was the there. first. Basically we're talking and then all of a sudden suddenly somebody goes chilly as if it was just you know talking about the weather chilly <laughs> could be it's winter
3: Such
4: yeah. it's a very canadian thing to do
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well when we die our spirits you know yeah still have the same sense of humor or same whatever right
3: hopefully we're not affected by the weather <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully not all right. Here's the next one.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Can you play that again?
3: So I didn't hear that one, but
1: that's all right. Okay. Next one up
3: here. Eh, is it too loud? You like, no, it's so fine. It's it's fine, yeah.
1: Hmm. interesting
2: so um that one was yeah that was the one that as soon as we turned it on they started talking like i say is it too loud so it's only been going maybe 10 seconds and i say to my friend is it too loud he says no and then we hear hello there hello hi (laughs)
0: hi
2: And then I start rambling, is this art? Because I'm not listening. But yeah, got a little excited. Oh, no doubt. Which happens.
3: Well, you get some instant response. You want to keep it going, right? Yeah. Maybe your enthusiasm would help the energy (laughs) levels?
2: Well, it was, um, (laughs) if I was art, I probably would have been, or whoever was talking to us, like, will this girl shut up? Because all I kept saying was, is this art? But if I was listening, I probably would have heard him say No. Is this art? No. And I just like, mm, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to uh-huh. whoever was there. But yeah, Everywhere. I do eventually shut up later on. But I, I think I was just surprised. Like the moment that we started playing it, they started talking. And that rarely ever happens.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Okay. We've got a couple more here. Yeah, that one was basically just, I think, an answer to my question. You know, do you remember me by any chance? Like, you know who I am. Yeah, I kind of pulled that and I got no. (laughs) So I, I guess apparently I didn't leave much of an impression. But yeah, I was just throwing it out there. you remember that? But yeah, he didn't remember me. Well,
3: it doesn't hurt, but animals. we were
2: also inside too, so I, I don't know if art was talking to us maybe okay, the last one here is the longest clip
0: yeah, Dan, I hear things being sad. But- Wish us peace. Thank you. It's it's been wonderful to connect with you. To have you say such kind things to us. And we hope you're at peace as well. Thank you for talking to us. That was the, the lady I wanted to hear from.
2: So that one was kind of a sweet little exchange. So at the end, um, playing it back, uh, my friend said, I thought he said thank you, but my friend said, We wish you peace too. I thought I heard thank you at the time, but playing it back, it sounds like he says, I hope so.
0: And we hope you're at peace as well.
2: Like we wish you too. We wish you peace too. I hope so. Yeah. So that was a sweet little exchange. But after that, we let it keep running for a bit and there was nothing. So when they said over,
0: sure sad, but I didn't make them out.
2: it was over. But yeah, it was a good little conversation. And I appreciate them talking to us.
3: Oh, no doubt.
1: Interesting. Do you do like any video when you do an investigation? Or is it just the ghost box?
2: No. Um, when I do an investigation, no, I bring in, um, I have like, uh, um, security cameras, like night vision security cameras. Mm -hmm. I use that. I use a a temperature control. What is that called? A FLIR? Am I saying it right? F-L-I-R. Yeah. I have a whole, I do the ghost box. I have EVP. Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a lot of geeky stuff that I bring
1: in and use. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) a whole tool but yeah that's right yeah yeah you know when i do like an official investigation it probably takes a good hour to set up and i always let people know that because the main thing is the security cameras those take the longest but yeah Yeah. getting everything else set up yes it's very technical very technical
4: Hmm. so as far as the lift lock is concerned how many uh how many visits uh have you made out there
2: Mm, well the one we we did the other night was probably the first time in a few years now in my younger days uh before peter o paranormal i was hanging out there a lot because it was no one for being haunted and right. it's also very accessible so really anybody can walk up to the lift lock really and hang out there and look for the ghost if you want to yeah so i don't know how many times like official ghost hunt happened on the local TV station a few years ago. Right. Um, other times has just been kind of, you know, hanging out for fun, <laughs> looking for see if anything happens. Sometimes, you know what I, I can honestly say though, I think that every time we have been there looking for ghosts, something has happened. Whether it's a noise that we can't explain, right, or it's footsteps. Or it's, you know, like a weird photograph that you can't really make heads or tails of. But yeah, it's a great place. It's a great place. And I think it's probably the most haunted place in Peterborough. That's not an official announcement, but that's what I think.
1: I have to say the hotel downtown. I would love to do a session in there because I'm pretty sure that place is crawling with entities in there.
2: Is, which one is that? The Holiday Inn?
1: <sighs> No, no, no. It's right downtown. And for the life of me, we got to like post in the name because I can't think of it right now. Not the Peterborough okay. in the suites It's right downtown. It's White Facade on George. Mm, it's a like hotel. Goodness. Absolutely. I should have figured this yeah. out. But
2: it but might be the Inn suites I don't know. It the is. Ones that are... It's
1: very old. And yeah. uh the amount of stories that have come out of there, like people just, I don't think, can make it up. Yeah. I think there's a lot going on in there. Uh, Interesting.
3: I've stayed at the Inns and Suites a couple times and I've never encountered anything there.
2: Well Personally anyway. Just okay. I need you've made me think of this. I need to let you know this. So anyway, it's not there anymore, but there used to be a hotel in Peterborough called The Rock Haven. And it's now it's yeah, they had great food, right? Like Awesome buffet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Rock Haven is no longer there, but it's now a plaza. Oh, that's and right the, the yeah. Drug
3: Mart is now, I believe.
2: Yeah, the Shoppers Drug Mart, Tim Hortons. There's a restaurant there. um Anyway, the Shoppers Drug Mart is basically where the and I think it's it's actually no, it is actually called the Rock Haven Plaza. They've named it yeah, after it is. Yeah. The hotel. But where the the Shoppers Drug Mart is now is actually where the hotel was. And I remember either seeing this online or somebody told me that there is a story where a man recently got married like a couple recently got married and I don't know if it was their wedding night I think it was now of course this could fall under legend I don't know but apparently he found out that she wasn't being um faithful so they just got married and he finds out that she's been sleeping with some other dude he has a freak out he loses control and apparently kills her now the story was that the night that he killed her she was pregnant not with his child And, um, I don't, anyway, the story is that after that people could hear a woman and a baby crying after that. So the rock haven is no longer there, but one time I was in there and just out of curiosity, I asked one of the employees and I said, you know, not meaning to freak you out because I usually don't just walk up to somebody and ask them about ghosts, but this lady seemed like I could approach her. And I said, you know, it's this is the story. Sometimes, you know, a building can get torn down, but the ghosts are still there. Do you by any chance? And she said, well, it's funny that you say that, she says, because although I've never heard a woman crying or a baby crying, sometimes you'll be in there and you'll smell food cooking. And they don't know where it's coming from. So it's residual something going on there from the old rock haven but anyway that's the story from that that apparently now it could be folklore legend i don't know i've never really looked into it but i remember hearing that a while ago but at the where the rock haven used to be sometimes employees still smell food cooking (laughs) in a drugstore so yeah now one could argue because there is a restaurant just over the way it could be smells from that but I don't know who knows
4: anything's
3: possible
2: anything is possible
4: so while we have a few minutes let's uh outside of the of joining us here for uh off the path of normal as a as a regular contributor what else is going on for uh Peterborough Paranormals these days
2: well not okay not really a whole lot in the way of investigations thanks to COVID however um Because uh, outside of paranormal investigating, I also do house clearings and energy work. And I've been doing a lot of that. (laughs) So when it comes to energy work, I know where skepticism and Wes, you might just end up rolling your eyes at me when I say this, but energy work, energy is energy. And if you know how to send it out whatever what i'm trying to say is that i can do a house clearing without actually being there so what i get people to do is i get them to send me pictures of sure their home the rooms so that i can like then i go into a meditation and i go through the house and do a clearing it's an energy clear you can do the same thing with reiki send out the good vibes anyway I've been getting, thanks to COVID and people going crazy, a lot of depression, a lot of there's been, you know, if you believe in the sort of stuff that what I call the darker side of the paranormal have pretty much been feasting on people's negative energy. Like this COVID, this pandemic has become a perfect storm for it. Buffet. It's buffet hour for these guys. And I've. But the beginning of this pandemic, I actually went onto my Facebook page and I made a video for people like, this is how you cleanse your house. Now, this was at the beginning of it, but people were feeling it. And I started getting, I'm going to say around April, there was a surge. Like people were contacting me. Something is in my house. I'm not sleeping. The children are screaming. It got really bad. And then as summer came up and people were starting to go outside and be better, it kind of downplayed. However, as we started heading back into winter, right around December, right around Christmas, it spiked again. And it's, it's started to come down, but I'm still getting messages on my Facebook and I'm, you know, so it's been busy in that sense, which is still keeping me busy. But, you know, listen, that this is what these things do. They just love, love, love bad stuff and depression and unfortunately this everything is wrapped up in this pandemic even myself i've been feeling crazy
1: oh we all even
2: though i even though i i've never claimed to be completely sane obviously when you do this work you got to be a little crazy but even me i'm just like i can't stand it like thank god february is over i'm just like oh my god we have like Four more weeks. I can get through this. I can get through this four more weeks. I just want... See, I'm already sounding hectic. This is how my brain has been. Just go, go, go. I just want it to be over. I just want it to be over.
4: We all do on some level, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, and I'm actually surprised that I haven't gotten a visit, to tell you the truth, that some negative entity has come and tried to like mess with me because some days got a little dark with my thoughts. So God. Yeah.
4: But you're okay now. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it, it comes and goes. You know, we have days. We have off days. But yeah, like some days I'm just like, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going crazy.
4: So for any- just, so for yeah. anybody who's listening right now, if they were having issues, paranormal issues, and they wanted to get in touch with you for some help, how would they do that?
2: Well, right now you can get um, a hold of me on Facebook. Cause I'm under just put in Peterborough paranormal. And I think you can also find me under PTBO paranormal. I think, uh, I have my Facebook open how do I have that? But anyway, just type in Peterborough paranormal and you're going to find me.
4: So in terms of like investigations, do you have a service area where like you'll go a certain distance and then it's, you kind of go like, Hey, that's too far for me or.
2: Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I don't charge for what I do. And I, yeah. So, you know, money kind of plays into it. So I have gone as far as Toronto. That's fine. Um, however, I have had people contact me from the States, Pennsylvania. I had somebody, Minnesota, contact me. I actually spoke to her on the phone. Um, no. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm not going to drive to Minnesota. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> now, enough. if you want... If you want a house clearing, absolutely, I can do it because I don't need to clean. You I don't can need do that remotely. Yes, I can okay. do that remotely, which is the lady from Minnesota, which is what I did. But the ones in Pennsylvania were right, wanting right. an investigation. Now, something tells me that I think there might be a Peterborough in Pennsylvania, and that may have been why they contacted me. Because I get a lot of emails from people in the UK.
4: Right, right. Lot. Oh, well, yeah. there is definitely a Peterborough oh, in the UK. Yeah, there is yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. where they
2: think I am. And I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys ever heard of help? My house is haunted. Yes. Yeah. I had somebody from there contact me. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. I am in Canada.
3: <laughs> I wish
2: I was there. Like, hey, if you want to fly me out. But no, they weren't interested. Once I said I was in, I was in Ontario.
4: Well, that's fair.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure.
4: All right, well, I guess uh, there's really not a whole lot left to uh, do, but uh, what's what's the expression? It's all over but the crying?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mandy, for coming out and uh, telling us about your experiences at the Lift Lock and sharing what you've gathered there. And uh, it's exciting, it's fun, and I'm sure we'll have many more discussions about many more different topics. And for all our listeners, thanks for joining and
3: be safe out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stay, crazy haunted. <laughs>
3: stay haunted. ha. stay haunted. Thanks for joining us on Off the Path of Normal. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please like and share us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter for all the latest updates from the world of the weird. Off the Path of Normal is a Sawcast production.